Afternoon Swazers and welcome back to another episode of A Bit of Swaz. And well, what a night for Welsh football. With the team moving one step closer to achieving their dreams. Today we'll be talking, uh, today we'll be looking back and talking about the game and that magnificent result. And of course, there's a little issue of the derby on the horizon. So, a bit of Swaz does a bit of everything today. We'll take our lead from you, the beautiful Swaz fans. So, first and foremost, big shout out to our sponsor as usual, Jeff White Motors. Remember, we're at SwazPod on the Twitter, the Facebook. So, like, love, share, comment, and most importantly, subscribe. Big shout out to my uh, left and right arm. How are you doing, gentlemen? Dan, young B, how are you keeping, gentlemen? Recovered yet? I'm a bit hungover again, and uh, my voice is a bit gone after belting out. It sounds a bit deep. I know. I sound like one of um, one of Marge's sisters from The Simpsons. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, belting out all the classics in the Canton stand last night. And uh, yeah, what a night. Yeah. And look, we've got so much to talk about. We've got the Wales game to talk about, but then the, the South Wales derby as well. So it's like peak peak football at the moment. But that was, a sp- you know, we'll talk about it now. We'll let Brandon have a chat. But that was, yeah. that was special last How night. How are you, Brandon? I'm all good. I'm all good. Thanks, to be honest. I'm still on the buzz. I'm still on the buzz from last night, to be honest. I won't lie. I'm still buzzing. I'm still... It was just a relief as well. But yeah, I'm still, yeah. On, a, I'm still on a high, so I'm just going to keep it on a high. Okay. What I will say is, Brand, you won't be able to see this because this is a podcast. Brandon's had a haircut, and if you squint, oh, if you no, squint... He's got a touch of he's got a touch of the Ethan Ampadu's about him today. I would say. Oh, yeah, don't there start is that. a bit of Ethan Ampadu. Don't start that. I like that. He's like a cross between Ethan Ampadu and Danny Zuko. <laughs> Who? <laughs> <laughs> I was I was think I was thinking my Ampadu and Brandon Johnson. Yeah, too cool for school, I'd man. I'd have a reset. I'd have a reset. It was a reset. It was overdue. It was overdue, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, it, it looks good, mate. It looks good. Thank so let's, 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 let's crack on. What did you think then, uh, Dan? One question I want to ask you, Dan. Yeah. Uh, when you're in the, the stadium, there is no... Obviously, the derby's coming up. Is there... Because I remember years ago, there wouldn't be many Swansea mm. fans come to the Cardiff City Stadium. Has that changed now? Yeah, I would say that... Um, yeah, you know, going back to when there were maybe less people at, at the games or hooliganism was was more rife, perhaps there would there would be trouble amongst Welsh fans, and people would be wearing club colours even even at, at uh, internationals. But you know, last night, for example, you don't see it now, do you? You don't really see it. You know, you can maybe you know people might have, like my mate who always we've had a city pin badge on his cap, for example, but. Then you've got City fans who are singing hymns and arias last night, you know, which is which is a Swansea song. So, yeah, I think you know it is it is a together like you know hashtag together stronger thing really. It's come with the success of the team though. Yeah, it? I think it's different when I think it's different when you're away because everyone's got their flags and you get chatting to people in the pub and you know there'll be boys from yeah Barry and there'll be boys from Bala, you know. But yeah, every everyone you know, I'm sure there's still isolated incidents, but um, people get on, yeah. It is great to see, and that, that I mean the atmosphere. I mean, I mean, I've, I've got I spend like all my time with the with the cans on, so you hear it, and the anthem. Oh, yeah, my days. It was it was beyond the joke yesterday. Uh, it 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 just 
you know, it distorted almost. It was so high <laughs> towards the end. It distorted, it was so loud. And um, just before it started, uh, I had the headphones on, but with the headphones on, you can you can obviously hear what's being said to you down the down the yeah. channel. But you can also hear shouts of fans sat around you. I heard one geezer shout, "Right, fucking come on, let's sing, sing, everybody!" That's what I hear behind me, right? And I just I I just held up my phone because I always record the anthem. I held up my phone and I just like wow, yeah. wow. It uh, wow, it gets wow, it gets better and better. It was one of one of the best last night for sure. And I think one of the most special moments I thought was after the game and everyone was singing Amaro Heat. That was just I missed it before the game because we were in the queue outside the Canton for like forty five yeah. minutes trying to get in. But um, yeah, yeah, that was what does that do, Nate? As a, as a player, because because fans in big games, every you know everyone talks up our atmosphere now. What can happen in a game like that is almost the game's too big and the atmosphere can be quite flat because there's too much riding on it. Do you know what I mean? That you can have, but yeah, it, but yeah, it, yeah. people are too yeah, nervous. But it, it wasn't that last night. Mm. I, I, would, I, would, I would say, like, people have asked me before, like, what did I do, uh, like, ritual-wise? And one of my rituals was trying to just go out last. Uh, but the other one was never sing the anthem. Okay. And people would people would say, "Oh, why why would you sing?" And I would say, "Because I used to, I used to absorb it, right? So when everyone's singing, it, it like the best way I can explain it, it's like scoring a goal. You know, you might be playing at a certain level, you score a goal, and all mm. of a sudden you you your performance just goes up naturally. And I would liken it to that. You go out, and if you're, I used to find if if I sing it. I, I'm engaging with with the, the song. This is me personally. So I used to close my eyes and just think, right, just go into kind of like a mm. trance state. I might say I'm biased, but I love the anthem, right? It's it's almost like a a, a, a battle cry. I mean, you can, you can imagine... It's a trigger. Yeah, you can imagine thousands of people with the English rolling over mm. the hill, thousands of Welsh singing, right... And we're going to go to war, right? It was that sort of feeling for me, and uh, it just used to. And, he, and now it just makes my hair stand on end, and it gives. I suppose it's doing something the endorphins used to do for mm. me, give you like that extra sort of that go, right? So like a little, like like having a shot of I don't know, sugar. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose, right? Like a sugar rush or a caffeine rush, is the best way to explain it. But you're right. Then what happens when the game starts? You gotta be really careful that you don't get that adrenaline dump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, which I think happened yesterday. I think we were so high and started so fast. Yeah, yeah. from the back pressing. Yeah, and we kind of like bang, we went down, right? And they were able to keep the ball, created yeah. a couple of chances, and you know it took that unbelievable strike for us to settle. Then we 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 seem to set back step back after the yeah. ball rather than pressing on all the time. Yeah, for me, it was just, uh, like I say, it's like, an in, it's like having an injection of adrenaline. Uh, and I used to try and use that. But I mean, you can feel that, though, as, as a fan, though, can't you? Like, even singing it from the sands, you can, you can feel the energy going around the stadium. And... Yeah, it, it can bring you to tears, right? Yeah. Isn't that just how we listen... get to do that? Isn't yeah, that listening to it is like, I think it's because there's so many people, man, woman, child, young, 
old, in between, you know, it doesn't matter, race, religion. For that moment, you're a collective 30-odd thousand Welsh fans, all going in one direction, all wanting one thing. Right, and that is like overwhelming when, mm. when you were like I say, that's why I used to try and absorb it, right? Because it's it it can be overwhelming, but if you can control your emotions after it, then you're okay. But it's such a boost, man! I swear to God. Here's a question for you, Nath. What? Um, guys, I was thinking last night. You know, Austria did, did did their anthem, and I thought, yeah, you know, nice nice little anthem, lads. And then there's ours, and you're thinking like. <laughs> Wow, what must they like? What must their fans be thinking? Like, what must their players? What must their players be thinking? Well, well, you're entering into like I said. You see whoever it is, the Mm. opponent. You come over that hill thinking, oh, it's just Wales, and then you're confronted with this wall, right? The, The the wall, the red wall is a perfect name. This wall with this anthem which 30-odd thousand people are belting, listen, you've got to understand, that's the lion's den right there, right? And that's why it's become such a fortress. It's like, it, it is, it's got everything. And then the team go and perform, and the team don't concede goals. It was like when we played Belgium, right? We spoke about it. The Belgium players, they weren't, they weren't put out by it. They were inspired mm. by it, mm. right? It was like almost like because they got players who have played at every level, right? A higher level, so they're not intimidated by that atmosphere. They love that atmosphere, but it it you could like they were applauding the Belgian players, applauding our fans, mm. like they would say, mm. "Fucking hell, wow, right? Wow, man, I want to play. Like I want to play in this game. That's that's what it does to you, man. But if you're Austria last night." Like you say, nice anthem, respectable, but it's not like a cry mm. to 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 War to, cry, the, isn't it? to the front line. Do right? any do any stick out for you playing for Wales over the years when when you were away representing Wales? You know, against the team, and you're like you're blown away by the atmosphere, the anthem, or even the, like the hostility of the of the crowd. With uh, I, I I I obviously being the only oh, well often being the only mm. black player for a while, I would get a lot of, like, you get a lot of the monkey mm. chanting and stuff like that in a lot of countries. So I would ignore their anthem, right? I would totally ignore it, totally blank it out and just wait for hours every time, right? Because if it doesn't matter if it's 500 fans or 5,000 fans or 50,000 fans, you could hear the Welsh, right? And the anthem, just just the the flow of it, right? And you know it's coming to the end. Mm. <laughs> right, come on in. So you use it as like a you know a a, a, a trigger to to send you into battle. Like so, yeah, but for different people, it'll, it'll have it'll signify different things. Like some people like to sing it, some players didn't mm. like to sing it. Um, not because you don't want to sing it. Because you, 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 different players have different ways of using it, right? And I was one of them. I just, I just absorbed it, and and then, like I said, give me like that caffeine yeah. rush, and out you go. You know? Any certain players on if that would really go for it, like really go for the anthem. That's not, any not, stick out to you, like? Not really, because you, you that, like I say, it, it is about controlling your emotions, right? And like you, it's like I alluded to it last night. 
Like Wales were like that boxer who's fighting at home in front of 30,000 of his home fans against the, the geezer from a different freaking country or whatever and goes out in the first round and goes crazy, forgets the mm. game plan. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah just totally <laughs> yeah. lose it. Then second round, right. And then yeah. second round, he's like... <gasps> and, they, and they tell him, jab a move, jab a move, get your second win, get your second win. But, you know, his, his second win is supposed to come in the fourth, fifth or sixth. It's already come after round one because he's adrenaline dumped where he's gone so crazy, right? So, and I, I, I said, I, like I said, I alluded to that yesterday on, on, the, on the cans, just... You know, it was like we went out of the trap so fast. And then all of a sudden, okay, they had a few good moves, created a fantastic chance. And then all of a sudden we were like, oh, hold on a minute. And then we were caught in between, do we press or do we sit back? (laughs) Yeah. Right? Because if we press, these are decent. And if we sit back, they can keep the ball. So it was about, we just needed that goal to settle down, which, you know. Unbelievable. Came the way it came, didn't it? Yeah. Well, listen. You know, what I mean. Where where were you, Dan? What what was it like around you? I mean, Panda. Yeah, the opposite right? end to the uh, the free kick. I was in I was in the Canton stand um, behind the goal, and it was just yeah. It was you know it it was funny because we would we get a free kick, and I'd seen something in the in the week. There's an article saying like. It's so rare for free kicks to be scored these days. We were speaking about Colwell's free kick, you know, a, a couple of episodes ago. Um, yeah. But something like in the Premier League, only like 6% in the last year or something, or the last few years, only 6% of free kicks have been scored, right? And Serie A has got the highest percentage, 9% of free kicks, so they were looking into why. Bale sticks the ball down. We're saying, yeah, I mean, when did he last score a free kick, you know? I think for Wales, it was against England in, in the Euros, which, you know, you're talking six years ago. Yeah, it was. Um, six mm. years ago, again, what, did, you know, okay, it didn't go too well in the end, but still, that was a great, great first half. And it's got to be one of the best free kicks I've, I've seen. Like, he he puts it on a postage stamp in the top, 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 top corner. Swerved it. It, it was, is. It's toppings, yeah. isn't it? It, 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 it? That's what it was, Brad. Top toppings. Bins. That's there's no. You can't get more toppings than that. It does not get more toppings. Well, it just clipped off the underside mm. of the bar, and the goalkeeper actually goes that way mm. and it stops because nice. he yeah. knows it's it's yeah. too late. As yeah. I'm moving, it's already passed and just clipped the bar and gone in. It was it was outrageous. It was because it was like I said, it wasn't full where you run onto it and ping it with your laces. And it wasn't where you run on, pull it. You know, they do that instep mm. one, that side yeah. foot. It was kind of in between lace and sidestep. And he, he, he hit Lifts. the ball like a top spin, like mm. a tennis player. Or a golfer. Because the ball's... Yeah, because the ball... Well, yeah. the ball is rotating forward. Yeah. Right? Now that's think, it goes down on the bar. Like right, that's, that's what it goes well, that's down. That's what you see on right? the bar. Like, it doesn't look right. like it comes off the back. So it just rolls off it. Like, yeah, sort of thing. yeah. So if you watch, if you think yourself, next time you train, right, uh, or play, Dan, try and hit the ball. It's easy to hit it with a backspin, right? If you've got a dead ball and you stick your toe under it and jab it like a wedge, it'll go up in the air and backspin. Mm. Try hitting the ball so it rotates the other way. You've got like a lift. 
It's the lift. It, it, it's, 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 it's such a difficult technique, right? And that's when I'm, I'm breaking down, we're breaking it down now. That technique of almost like a, like a bowler. Yeah. You're flipping it <laughs> over. You're flipping it over. So you've got to catch middle of the bottom of the ball and push it up and over with pace, which then makes it dip last minute. And, and the way, the position he hit on his instep then created the swerve from left to right. So the ball's doing, <laughs> show me, the, the ball swizes it all over the place, <laughs> right? It is swizing all over the place. It's going forward rotation, dip, and moving from left to right. It's like, it was outrageous, mate. And I, I just like, I just like, well, you run out of superlatives, you know, to be honest with you. I think it's clear he just wants to get to a World Cup. And he's, you know, it's, it's, I, I, I feel for him because his body is breaking. Right? I can tell you that. I've been there. I'm watching him late on in the second half, holding his groin while he was running. Because I've seen him start touching his groin about five yeah, minutes he before was, he came right? off. And I, and I said yeah. to Rob Phillips, I've just seen Gareth like stretching and holding his groin. And then he started running with it because they asked him if he was all right. And I think he said, yeah, I'm okay. And then he done something, he, he, he struggled a bit. And then he, if you remember, he unleashed that ridiculous shot. Yeah. Right? And that was it. Pull, pull. You could tell. Like, right. So I used to get this thing like a hernia where it's deep in your groins where, oh man, the pain is like, it's so sharp. It's like being burnt with hot poker. Like it's, it's, it's horrible. It's horrible. And he, he, the way he was looking, he was looking like it was his groin area and his lower abdomen again. So, you know, you hope that he's, uh, well, he'd be fit for June. I was, but, uh, I was just glad we didn't have a game on Tuesday. What, do you know what I mean? Uh, oh, we're, yeah, we're fit. We're, 100%. I mean, that, it's, it, that's what I say. The footballing gods are smiling on us because, it's you know, right, we know what's going on in Ukraine and none of us uh, want to look at that situation and think anything other than complete sadness, right, for what's going on. But if you're talking just a footballing decision, the fact that you can put your lot in last night, rest now, and then put your lot in again in June, rather than go put your lot in and four days later put your mm. lot in again, well, we're in, a, we're in the strongest position ever and we're at home yeah, again yeah. for mm. whoever it is that comes, so... Yeah, I think it'll be... Um, it's perfect for Bale, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect yeah, for Oasis, because yeah. this is his only real motivation at the moment. I mean, you can tell that by... Well, it's his know. last opportunity. Yeah. That's what he knows. And, you know, what he's done for the country. Uh, and him and others, I have to say, you yeah. know, it is a team effort. Rambo's been closely followed, uh, closely follows um, Bale for me. Uh, and Hennessy, people I have... You know, it's sad to see Ward out, but great to see Wayne. I hope he gets his 100th cap. Yeah. You know, it's got horrible when you're so close and, you know, you're waiting around. It's got to be a nightmare. So, you know, players like that, Joe Allen, you know, mm. and, and then you just think, I, I, what, do you know what I've been thinking more than anything? Do you know if Ruben Corwell's handled right, he could be the next superstar. He could well, be forget, the next Forget Isaac Davis as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think, I, I think Isaac... In time, I, though, I feel. I, I, I think like Isaac time. is a fantastic player, but I think Ruben has got... That it. A, apart from that blistering pace, his size, his stature, because Gareth's a big yeah. boy. 
Mm. I think that's what people yeah. fail to realise. He's a big, big pigeon-chested boy, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Big hands, you know, when you see him left today, he's, got, he's a big lad. He's, he's not like 5'10", you know, 13 stone. He's probably, you know, he's, what, 6'1", and probably a six good... 6'2". 6'2". 6'2", right. 100%. Good 6'1", 6'2", and a good, like, 14, 15 stone. You know what I mean? So, you know, you look at some of the, the, the top, top players around the day, it's, it's going that way more often than not. You know, we tend not to see the Messies anymore. You'll see the quite skinny, quite tall, you know, uh, player. So Colwell at the moment, I tell you what, he's got a fat ass, But... um He's got the potential to be like, like imagine if he, you know, henches out the boy being stopped. Mm. I think, I think, I think it's important. I can tell you from my own experience, what's important is how you're handled as a player. I don't think I would have been half the player had Len Asher stayed in charge instead of Eddie May taking over. I can tell mm. you that without a doubt. I probably would have had a year at Cardiff, maybe two and, and, and jacked it in, honestly. So I know I know Steve Morrison is. Uh, I mean, we're digressing, right? I know Steve Morrison is trying to almost keep a lid on him, but at the same time, I would say to Morrison, "Well, look across to London, look at Arsenal, and just look look what Arteta's doing with Sacco. If if they're ready, they're ready. It's like you let him off the leash; he does something good, and you put him back in the pen again." Right, you know, you're, don't, that's what I call mismanagement or overmanagement or trying to <laughs> get this sort of I'm the gaffer and he's going to do what I say. Like, 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 step down, put your ego away, and realize this boy could end up producing so many goods for you that you end up with <laughs> manager mm. of the year. I think, right? it, or promotion. Yeah, I think in a way he. It's partly that. I think he's also come across, come settled on a system that maybe doesn't have a Colwell-sized hole in it. But I, I think it's easy enough in that you just have to play him as a second striker 10 rather than rather than two up front. So you're, you're meaning then that that striker, Hugel at the moment, whoever it is, has to do a bit more work because maybe he hasn't got... You know, at the moment you've got... You're t- we're tending to have Isaac Davis to do the running. Although Hugel does a, a lot of... Um, mm. Defender from the front, let's be honest. But I don't think he's got the balls to be sticking Colwell from the start in in behind those two. Do you know what I mean? And, lo- and losing one of their... Yeah, but I, I I would I looked at the QPR game and Colwell was the best player on the mm. park until Isaac come on. And then Isaac done a bit. Began done a bit. They picked up the tempo. and uh, But Ruben was already playing at that yeah. tempo. So he, he just, it, it suited him, right? And I was like, well, I don't understand then, I mean, have we gone from Bale to Carl? Yeah. No, but it's a good, I didn't understand how yeah, then yeah. he put, it's a, it's a good comparison, right? I don't yeah, understand no. how you then put him back in the box, mm. right? Put him back on the bench. Like, why, why, why are you clipping his wings? Now, they would like, I always say, there might be things going on behind the scenes that we're not aware of, right? But from what I can gather, and... The sources, Ruben's quite a nice, quiet, quite relaxed, chilled, more of an introverted than extroverted character. So that's ideal, right? We actually have to push him a bit. Yeah. Right? Not on the football side, but on the mental side to say, 
do you want to be the next great Welsh great player? Because you've got all the attributes, right? Well, there are there are times recently where he wasn't even making the match day eighteen, and that's you know that's not good enough really because I, I, it's I think um, you know not that we oversigned strikers in in the January window because we needed them. Hugo's brought stuff. Ikpuwezu's brought stuff. Um, you know, like Collins and Pack can't now. You know, they're not getting near the eighteen now. Um, but almost the, when everyone was fit, we almost had. We've got too many players now to, to fit into that A-team, which is good good or bad, depending what on which I'd way say, I suppose. What, what I was thinking was, listen, it's nothing worse, can't be nothing worse for a young player than to see the manager go out and sign a player in your position and bring him in on loan. Like, that's a waste, I would say. You bring players in in Davis's, Bagan's or, or Carver's positions, I think that's a waste. I think, you know... It's almost, you know, I don't know. You might see it as a challenge to them, but then I would say, well, you waste it because if they step up, you've got a player here on loan. You're paying wages for that you don't need, right? Rather than use other players as a motivation, because that's the only way I could see it. You've got to be able to motivate that player yourself. You've got to. That's man management. You've got to be able to get the best out of him every week. And I don't think the stop start on the bench thing with young Ruben. Especially after the higher score in our goal of QPR, right? Because we hadn't played well, and he had played well, and then he wins the game, not draws the game, wins the game, and then finds himself back sat down. You know, that's and and and, and the surprising thing is Morrison is a striker, and he would know as a front player when you score, it comes in droves, right? All you're doing is stifling. You could well have, you could have well have, just stuck a needle in the balloon of your chances to finish top 10, top 12. Because you, 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 the boy is clearly, does something fantastic, and then you go, oh, yeah, but boop, I'll just stick a pin in that to bring you back down to earth. As long as his feet are on the ground and he's not getting above himself, just let him play, right? He's, you think next season, is that's the season, right, for Ruben. And these players and Isaac next season is the season for them. Do you think maybe he's? Do you think maybe he's trying to rein him in though until next season? I don't know what he's trying to do. I don't know what he's trying to do. But once listen, once once the horse has bolted, don't go drag him back in the bleeding stable. Let him run, mate. Let him run until he's tired. Until he comes back on his own, right? Because he, you know. I would say the boy would have, off the back of that QPR game, would probably roll to the end of the season on fire. But now he's got to start again. Do you understand me? And that's what I don't understand about Morrison's decisions with the lad. You know what I mean? I don't understand it. So, listen, let's get into some fans' questions because we've spent half hour already. So, let's go. What you got, Dan? Good, good riffing on both on both fronts there. Obviously, we're going to chat about Wales because of, because of last night. And look, <laughs> I think half the questions today have been around um, could Bale actually sign in the summer? Where will Morrison play him up front or on the wing? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, what Bale's just tweeted actually about, you know, the Spanish papers... And the Spanish, I saw a Spanish clip today from TV. They're going absolutely nuts that he scored these goals for Wales, saying they should sack him. <laughs> Obviously, he's been called a parasite by Marker. 
Bale's just come out now and put a statement out saying, do you not realise what this does to people's mental health, you know, calling people things like this, you know? Wales have now got a game in June where, you know, if we'd have lost last night, maybe maybe he's retiring in the summer. I, I don't know, but there's stuff on the horizon. So, so <laughs> look, this is, this is what people want to know, Nath. Is, could it... We, we've talked about this before, obviously, and you've... Could he yeah. sign for Cardiff? You've you got, you got to have part of a plan, right? Because, I mean... If let's let let us take for granted now that a three are in the Cardiff boardroom and the suggestion is made, do we sign Bale? Well, we're in a championship. Unless he's going to take a massive cut in wages, then it's just no chance. If he's willing to take a massive cut in wages, okay, how many games are we going to get out of him? We're going to get maybe fifteen to twenty. Mm, but you don't fair. sign him. You don't sign him for that reason only. You sign him for I hate to say it, the marketing and everything that comes with that, right? Because that pays for his wages, right? And then you also sign him for his experience and whether or not he wants to stay in football when he's retired. Because yeah. yeah. if he wants to stay in football, okay, do you want to go into coaching? Because he doesn't strike me as that type of person. But what he would be brilliant for for Cardiff City would be setting up or being part of a recruitment strategy because of the links and the contacts he's going to have, not yeah. just for himself, but for his agent and friends who he's played with, top players all around the world. They're going to be his friends for the rest of his life. So he can pick up the phone to Zinedine Zidane. How many other people can mm. say that? Zinedine Zidane will have links over France and Algeria and these places. and it, if you if you want to build something, then it's a possibility, right? And that's me trying to put the reality yeah, spin yeah, on yeah. it, not the dream signing. Because he's not going to play 40 games no, in the no, championship. No. You've seen that last night, right? He can't play 20 games in Spain, which is not as fast and furious. So, you know, you're not signing him as a player that's going to carry you to the top of the league, Right. You sign him for, there's not one reason, there's probably four or five reasons. Yeah, of course. It's factors. You know, the money, we're talking about Colwell and Davis next season being their, their season. You know, imagine if they're training with him every, every day. Mm. Think, of the, think of the money he could be putting on their, their feet. So an, in, an, in, an interesting uh, proposal here, Nate, from Gary Gravity. Gaza? Gary Gravity. We know we know Double yeah, G. Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he's bigging you up. Blakey's great with the business side of football. Bale leaves Real Madrid on a free. Needs to stay fit for Qatar. Mm. Signs with City. Mm. 15k mm. a week. And 50% mm. of the attendance over 25,000. Do you think that could work? <laughs> uh, that's, that's, that's actually... That's, that's very... I think you'd have to go a bit more than 15 grand a week, if I'm totally honest, right? But it's those sorts of double G, it's those sorts of uh, processes and things like that you put in place. You know, I'm, I remember uh, Kevin Ratcliffe signing for Cardiff City, which was a joke at the time, but the little different things that he had agreements with, right? Phil Stant, I remember Stanty signing, and he still never come back to the club because they reneged on some money that they owed him, right? So, 
you know, but these are the kind of things. Money is not going to be the issue for Gareth. Yeah. It's the agent who's going to want to scream. But you've got to somehow bypass the agent and tug on Gareth's yeah, heartstrings. Yeah. 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 Say, <laughs> listen, but you're doing it genuinely. You're not doing it as a market employee. Imagine, imagine Cardiff City in five years' time with some of the players we've got now in the Premier League and part and parcel of the club, you've got Aaron Ramsey and Gareth Bale. Gareth Bale is head of European recruitment. And Aaron Ramsey's your assistant. And Aaron Ramsey, <laughs> is, and Aaron Ramsey <laughs> is the technical Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's incredible. Yeah. Do you understand what I mean? Uh, I mean, uh, what, what I'm saying is, and this is where I think the hierarchy at a club, they're very short-sighted, very short-sighted, I'd say, because it's all about them all the time, right? And now it's not about them because they don't want to really be putting that kind of money in there. The, the experiment has not worked, right? So it's all a bit fits and starts, maybe a little bit here, I'll take a bit away there, add a bit there. It's not a plan. Do you know what I mean? How possible, how like, what's the chances of that becoming a possible, a reality, do you think? With the people that we got in charge now, I would say little to no chance. So it's just a dream, do you think? It was all a dream. <laughs> I used to read Wood Up magazine. So I'll put the heavy <laughs> up in the limousine. You just got to, uh, yeah. No, that's the works. question. I, mean, I think what, it is. What are their roots? To, what are well, their roots to getting to get Gareth and asking a question? You know. Well, well, and 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 do you see it as a possibility? Have you got it part of a plan? If you've got a plan and people like Gareth or Aaron don't fit into it, fine. It's 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 no skin off my nose or any other fan. You know, this is dream sort of world, but we're trying to make that dream a reality and how we can make it a reality. Well, there are ways and means if, you, if you're serious about it. If you're serious about having Cardiff City in the Premier League as a top six to eight Premier League club in the next decade, you'd be crazy not to try and get those two into your club working for you. And look, Steve... In some way, Steve shape Morrison... Form would have played with them both as well at Wales with Wales for Wales so yeah. you know yeah, very true, actually, is yeah. he in a WhatsApp group mm. with them who knows I very much doubt it yucking doing in my group that guy who scored last night Bale was shit I'll put you on the bench yeah. next week yeah he's, he's taken Bale off after 14 minutes because uh... <laughs> for, not, for not tracking back for not tracking back <laughs> no but you know Fucking you not, never not know, so um, we can dream. All right, then, where else? No, great question, though. Great question and, by and G. Was a... A, lot, a lot of people bringing, bringing bail up as well. You know, Ian Rush has been in the media talking about it today as well. Okay, um, you know, linked to the game again last night, Dan James had maybe three chances to be, make it, you know, getting the, getting the yeah. third goal and put it away. Um, what about so Reese Reese Richards now? Reese Richards, Reese Rich, R R, double R, double G, so Reese Richards. Who else? Who else? Yeah, we'll go. Mark Mark Blackmore as well. 
MB. Okay, so how many how many goals would Isaac Davis have scored for Wales last night if he had Dan James's chances? That's Mark Blackmore's and oh, Rhys Richards is, is talking about. Um, you know, does Isaac Davis get a chance in the Nations League squad now in June? Yeah, I I think so. I think he deserves it. Do you? Yeah, I mean, you know, if you, if you're I, looking at if you're looking at that squad. Colwell and Harris are, are in the squad, and, and Davis plays a lot. You know, gets a lot more minutes than those yeah, I'm two. Actually, su- I'm surprised that uh, Harris has stayed in there. Yeah, you'd, you'd, yeah, you'd have thought yeah. that Davis would have swapped in for it. Would have been, I, I would have felt sorry for Harris though. Like he, he seems, he's always got yeah. something to prove, Harris, doesn't he? When, so when he scores, he's so pumped because he's like, eh, you say what? You know. Yeah, is he a goal scorer though? That's the question mm. I've got with Mark because you. The, the 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 reputation that came with him was he's a goal scorer, if you mm. remember. Yeah, I know. Right? He's, uh, isn't he the kid who scored in like 10 seconds or something like that? There was some crazy thing he'd done in the 23s. Anyway, right? So he, he was. they were saying oh, he deserves a chance, deserves a chance. And he came and scored on his debut, I think. And I thought, aye, aye. And I think he's got really good movement. But he, 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 I don't know why he doesn't score. Harris now, yeah. I, I, I like... Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, he scored. Yeah. I think he scored seven goals for us over his over his time. I think, I think he's a good fit. I think he can be a good, a really good finisher. But yeah, it, it's interesting, isn't it? You know, and and Paige came out and said something along the lines of, you know, Davis not being, you know, we're keeping an eye on him. I, I know the Cardiff really like him. He's a good player. He's in the under twenty ones, and. Um, yeah, we just didn't think he was ready this time. And you say, okay, well, he's playing more than Ruben and Harris. So, like, that's, that, that's, that's <laughs> nonsense, really. But, you know, I mean, I mean, it would have been great for him to be involved. At least but, he's um, speaking. Exactly, yeah. His time will come, though. His time will come. He's, you know what I mean? So he's a good player. He's going to have more, more opportunities. He's going to get more games under his legs with Cardiff. And it will come. But it's exciting, though, to think. Because, obviously, now it's a new, new generation. Now, after this World Cup, God, I hope we make it. But after that, then, it's all from square one, really, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Well, the good thing is, if you look back probably a year ago or last year's Swaz, we were saying, like, the lack of um, Welsh talent that was in the Welsh squad that played for Cardiff. Mm. You know, it was becoming, mm, like, a yeah. thing. Like, you know, we were saying Car- Cardiff so have to start producing players for not just for Cardiff City, but more importantly... On top of that, the international team. So to see an influx of them, and I think you have to credit Craig Bellamy a lot, right? Because I think most of these kids were brought up through Craig. I believe Isaac wears Craig's yeah, number yeah, yeah. Yeah. that he wore at Cardiff, right? As a as a mark of respect. Yeah. So I I I would say like a lot of people are crediting Morrison for for Craig's work, mm. really and truly. You know, let's let's. Put it out there. Let's put the let's put some you know truth truth the co- on it. The correct narrative. The yeah, correct narrative. let's put some truth on it. You know, these boys were coached with Craig for you know a number of years before Steve Morrison had them for maybe six months. So the credit really and truly for these players coming through because I I stood and watched Craig coaching them a couple of times, and it was a throwback. It was a throwback to... I'd seen other coaches at Cardiff City before him coach these players or coach players and they just wasn't... They didn't 
they weren't able to get the best out of these players because there wasn't like an element of fear. Like I remember hearing one kid saying that he had been substituted. He didn't agree. I'm sat listening to this. He didn't agree that the manager, I think it was James Robry at the time, had subbed his mate. So he was going to take it upon himself. He's telling his mum and dad. He was going to take it upon himself to go and speak to James because he thought he was wrong to sub his mate. Not, not sub me, sub my mate. And I was like, I was just sat there thinking, oh my God. Uh, I can imagine like a 15, they were 14, 15. I can imagine a 14, 15 year old come up and say that to me. I'd say, okay, kid, grab your boots. Okay, where are we going? You're going home. (laughs) You're going to stay there (laughs) for the rest of your career, right? Because you can't be challenging. You don't know nothing about the game at 15, right? So I think a lot of credit for what we see today, these players, like I said, I've seen Bellas coach them and he was, you know, Bellas is an aggressive kid, the way he, the way, the way he played, the way he talks often, right? When, you, when, when, when you've got someone who, who needs to be pushed, you need to push them, right? And I always say the problem is, is when you get to the top level of the game, managers don't speak to you, like, nicely if you're not playing well. <laughs> Players don't speak to you nicely if you're not playing well. You know, so you need to get used to that. You can't go in the first team and come out saying, well, I'm not, I don't want to play tomorrow. Why? Well, the manager had a go at me. You know, uh, you know that's, that's, that's part of the, that, you know, you've got to realise you're going into war and, 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 and people are at up and at the height of their sort of aggression and everything. And then you want them to flip that switch, turn it off to speak to you nicely for about six seconds and then flip it back on to go to war with this centre-half who's been trying to do everybody. It's, it's, it's not natural. It's not natural. The, um, the kid I'm excited to see come through, and he scored direct from a corner for the, uh, the under-23s in the last few weeks, is Kean Ashford, who's another young kid who's signed his professional contract now. He's only 17. Again, seems like another attacking midfielder winger attacker so yeah he's he seems to be a special kid as well so um yeah it is mm. i'd like to see us produce a few more defensive players mm. like a, a, a more of a, a bit of a spread that's the next thing you're now producing young players now less you know key positions right center halves as key positions ball players center halves you know attacking fullbacks you know we want we want to see a bit of everything coming out of that academy that's that's the idea uh, and, you know, for the manager, going back and forth and seeing different play, you know, that that's what I'm, I would be saying. Like, your scouts, your recruitment and your coaches, they're the key. Yeah, I mean, we've got... Um, right, especially, uh, especially if you don't want to spend money. I think, um, you know, we've got Denham obviously coming through who, who played at Anfield, centre-back, who's been on the bench now. I'd like to see a bit more of him now where now we're, we're out you know, we're not going to go down, are we? You know, maybe McGuinness could have a rest in a couple of games and Denham could come in. And, and again, he's like getting him in seems like a smart move because he's like Sang did. He's come through at Man United, had an injury, one going to make it at United. So picking up those kids, you know, who've who've had that that um, education at a, at a big club like that, you know, that, that, could, that could save money. You know, McGuinness, what did we, did we get McGuinness for free or did we pay a little bit of cash for him? But, 
Pretty no, I think we've gone from, from, from three for Arsenal. Yeah, you know, yeah. great, you know. Yeah. It's just players like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you've got to credit, though. You've got to, you've got to credit Steve Morrison for them sort of decisions, though. You know, since he stepped in, he has made them decisions. I know, like, you know, like you said, a lot of them players that are in the side that did come from Craig's coaching, but Steve did give them the opportunity and played them in a system where they have succeeded. You can't say they haven't succeeded. No, I give credit where it's due, absolutely. And we've credited Steve Morrison uh, on, this, on this podcast. But at the same time, I think it's quite it's significant that you have to remember the whole holistically right and you know we're just mentioning or we're just pointing out the fact that a lot of Craig's work is probably being forgotten do you know what I mean and and probably will be and it shouldn't be to be fair um but you know what's going to be interesting now is okay you don't rest on those laurels you know you go again more players you want seeing coming through that academy do you know what I mean a continued like a conveyor belt that's uh, that's what it used to be, right? It was like a conveyor belt. Welsh lads always just two or three would come off every th- two or three years. You'd get into the first team, right? Just conveyor belt, conveyor belt. Come. Okay, it was playing lower league football and what have you, but still, it was just a continual feeding of the first team with players, which has always saved the club a lot of money. So, you know, look, we're gonna. Anything We're else? We're going to have Dan? our last bail question, and that's just that's 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 okay. because it's your son who sent it in, Ethan. Oh. Is he a busy little? <laughs> is so Blake Junior, twenty five, the other day. Is Gareth Bale the best ever British player? Oh, best ever British player, most decorated by far. When you take in the European, you look at the likes of Mark Hughes, Gary Lineker, Kevin Keegan, John Toshak, Ian Rush, uh, Stevie Archibald. Who else? You know, you, you're looking at players who went and done some good things, even great things. But I don't think anyone's achieved. What did he win? Three Champions Leagues with uh, Real Madrid, La Liga, this, that. I don't think anyone's achieved what Gareth has when they've moved from uh, Graham Souness. He's another one uh, moved from the best over best overseas. UK. Yeah, best best British export, I suppose. Ah, oh, so it's overseas. Yeah, the, yeah. The question is the best ever British player. Do you think he's the best ever British player? I always say, Dan. I never. I, I well, I always say it's difficult to label someone best ever. Right. I always say it in boxing. And they go, oh, he's the best ever. I'm like, well, it's impossible to say that, right? You're the best of your era, right? Are you the best Welsh player of your era? Without a shadow of a doubt. Are you Are you better than a John Charles? Well, you never shared the pitch with him. We've never seen the two go side by side. How can you say, right? It's impossible. So I would, and I don't like disrespecting other players as well. I like to say, like, like Ian Rush, he's the best striker that this country and you know Great Britain has ever produced. The best? Well, it's difficult to say. It's opinion, isn't it? Yeah, it's subjective. And there are going to be other people who will say other players. But is he up there as one of? Absolutely. For me, he is the best striker produced in the era of like 
you know, late 70s through the 80s, early 90s, well, she's the man. Some might say Lineker's the man. Do you know what I mean? Some might say Tony Cotty's the man. Do you know what I mean? Some might say Graham Sharp is the man. You just... It's just down to opinion. All about opinions, and we've got a lot of them. It's all <laughs> about opinion. opinion. It's oh, all about nice. opinion. Yeah, all about opinion. All right, then. But great question. From the kid. Anything the kid, else? Blake. So a couple of, couple of, couple of yeah. questions here, and um, linked. So I'm going to ask them together again. Gary Haynes. Haynes is back. Hainsey's back. And then, um, and look at bare Hainsey's back. <laughs> back again. And then, uh, and then Gareth Frost. Gaz Frost is back. Ah, oh, Frosty! Frosty. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yes. So, similar yes. questions in a, in a way and comments. So, Frosty, you know, great to see the stadium rocking like that last night. City need to get it like that again. Lower ticket pricing for more expensive that's, areas of the ground. That's facts. And offering free tickets to community groups. You know, any, any thoughts? And then, oh, and then Gary's, no news on season tickets. Very good point. You generally know by now about season tickets. Dwindling crowds at previous games. Jack's up next, obviously, which is going to be a big crowd. But what should the club be doing now and in the coming weeks to encourage the crowd to return and, and buy a season ticket? So, yeah. I'm going to put... I'm going to put... That's I'm a bit what out, I just said. I'm going to put it out there. I, I, I think this ownership has run its course. I really do. I, I, because I don't think you can... You can't be in limbo with a football club. And that's where we are at the moment with the ownership. We're kind of in limbo. The, the owner is blatantly saying, I'm not putting no more money in or I'm not putting the kind of money I've put in up to this point. The problem is it needs that kind of investment because the investment before was largely wasted. We've had this conversation so many times. I think the fact that the money was wasted on so many different players and managers can only be the responsibility of the man who writes the cheque at the end of the day, right? You can't say to, you know, this coach or that, well, it's your fault. And, you know, but the person who's responsible for signing that cheque at the end of the day, he got to make sure that everything beneath him is in place and where it should be. Then you should get the success out of the money you've invested. So I'm like, well, we can't sit in limbo. We, you know, it's a dangerous game to sit in the championship saying, I'm not investing or I'm going to invest m minimal amount, especially today's game, right? And that's where pre-planning comes in. You know, I think some, I think we said a couple of weeks ago, that uh, Mehmet Darman and now admitted that admitted that they had made mistakes and he doesn't know enough about the game. But I'm like, well, this is 10 years after. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. the money now has gone. And now Mr. Tad is saying, rightly so, in my opinion, I'm not putting no more money in. But like I've said to you a million times before, gents, Vincent Tan has got to take some responsibility as well. It's no good saying like, oh, well, we're, 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 I've put all this money in and I'm not putting no more in because I've got nothing for my investment. You need to ask the question, why? One of the first questions is, do you know enough about the game to make sure you've got a return on your investment? So a couple of things, I guess. The, right. um, I suppose the club is fighting these, or has been fighting these three legal cases, and they? So the, the Salah one that we, mm -hmm. that we know about, the Hamam one, which has been settled now, you know, Hamam trying to bleed the club dry. 
again. Mm. Uh, and the Michael Isaac mm. one, you know, again, a former director who's trying to get more money out of the club. So that's that's all going on in, in, in the background as well. And that that's they're gonna have a big impact on when they're out of the way, does 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 Vincent think, okay, I'm back I'm back at it now. I'm back at it. I'm yeah, gonna put so some I, I mean the the I mean the Salah thing is like I think most City fans are agreed that like, he was our player, right? And you should cough up the dough. Right? And under the circumstances you should cough up the dough. That's what I think most City fans would, would, would say, right? I don't know nothing about the Isaac case. I haven't got a clue. I don't know. What do you say? You know, I, I, look, at, I look at the Sam Man thing and I think, well, why is he still hanging around? He, mu- he must be... He, he, he wouldn't hang around if you, you were generally trying a, a thing, would you? you? You surely, if you owed the money... And you haven't been paid it. You're gonna stay until you get it, right? Because it's serious money. So I don't know enough about that case, but I find it strange that, like, twelve years later, eleven, twelve years later, he's still here, uh, and the case is having to go to court to get the money. So he's listen, been paid off. I don't. Like, I don't uh, man, the, the man. Oh, okay. The man one's done. It's, it's around. Yeah, money that he that he wants okay. out of the club and his life presidency role essentially, but that's 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 all done and dusted now. You know, I, I, yeah, I mean the life presidency. I I don't think you can. That's not a decision that he can make. Do you know what I mean? You know, life presidency should have been or should be someone who, you know, played, you know, for the club. Well, cared about the club. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's 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 not about. It's not about money. They're just there because they love it. It's as simple as that. So I don't know about that one. I'm a, I'm a bit like question mark. But I, I think to bring it back to what can the club do to sell more, you know, essentially be part of the community and, and, and get more people in the ground, hopefully paying customers, but also, you know, using that capacity, which isn't taken to bring you know, kids groups in, community clubs in, etc. And I'm sure the club is doing stuff like that. Like, you know, they gave they gave free tickets to my daughter's nursery for the Preston game, for example. So look, they, they are doing good stuff in the community. Yeah, the charity usually do good work. I have to say that. Most clubs got charities and they they, they, they do good work in the community. It's it's then linking that communal work that a charity takes upon itself with the club. And, you know, I, I, I always say, not because I'm a former player, but Cardiff is one of the few clubs I, you don't see re- former players down there. You don't see them invited to have a meal and sit in the director's box and maybe go out on the pitch halftime and do the raffle or, you know, produce a, a, give a trophy to a kid who's won a, a tournament or to the youth team who've done something. or You just don't see it, Right. And there's no, and that's where the soul of the club comes in, and that's why even now you got better results going forward with Steve Morrison. The fans are still saying dwindling crowds, right? They'll get up for the Swansea one, but then it'll go back down. And as uh, you know, as if you're Mr. Tan, Mr. Chu, or uh, Mr. Darwin, you got to ask yourself, right? And the rest of the board, I know, no, no, they are, but. 
you've got to ask the question, right? Well, what are we doing wrong? Right? Because you, 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 you surely it's your stadium, you switch it on on a match day like last night, and you could only, you, you, I mean, you've got to be salivating at the prospect of what you can see happening in that stadium. And this is, this is Wales mind who, have, who, have, who were together 10, 12 years ago. It was a bit itty-bitty like Cardiff are now, I suppose. But in, well, in a decade, what you've seen is this then come to fruition, right? What we witnessed last night. But it's all part of a process. I think, um, so, I think yeah, good, good points raised by Gaz about, you know, giving tickets to community groups. And, you know, like you say, the, the, the foundation does do great work and they will be doing that. One thing that really got me, you know, I was going anyway, but... One thing that people remember, and I don't know how you do this in the era that nobody buys newspapers, but the Junior Bluebirds Club, when I was a kid, was class, you know? And Rick Wright's, Rick Wright's madcap scheme of, you would, you would have to buy the Echo, so great, the Echo is shirt sponsor, so, you know, you're helping out your shirt sponsor, a little quid pro quo there. You would have to cut out the little tokens from the Echo, Cardiff City v Burnley or whatever it was, Cardiff City v Brentford. Cut out those two tokens. You take those tokens with your junior Bluebirds card to the the uh, turnstile, and it was always a different price if you remember, Nath, depending on where City were in the table. So in yeah, the league, yeah, yeah. So says right. If we're in the top two, if we're in the top three, it would have been three for promotion. It's fifteen quid. If we're fourth to till twelfth. It's 12 quid. If we're, you know, and that, you don't, it feels a bit 90s, those kind of ideas. Like, you know, but. Well, you could do that now. You could do it with those those um, scanning apps yeah, yeah, now, yeah. Dan. Yeah, that's the way you can do it. It's quite straightforward. But you rarely see our hierarchy at the club. When was the last time you've seen the hierarchy at the club? Mm. I think, um, I think. When was the last time you've seen Mehmet, Ken and the owner at the club whether individually or as a three. When was the last mm. time you seen I them? think... Uh, Ken was on, on the buses. Yeah, on, I think Ken goes... I think I Ken goes there, didn't he? I don't know, I don't know about that. <laughs> obviously, obviously not Tan. Uh, you know, one thing that seems to make sense to me and would be a great way, I think, of launching the season tickets for next season, and we've spoke about this before, would be renaming one of the stands after Peter Whitnam. It's, to, me, to me, it's... Uh, such an obvious open goal, you need to, you know, and, and it, it might sound quite cynical, you know, well, you should be doing that anyway and it shouldn't be about ticket sales. But you know what? If you can buy a season ticket in the Peter Whittenham stand for next season, that's a great, that's well, a great way it, to be launching next it, season's tickets. Yeah, I don't see it as cynical. I don't see it. I, I, I see it as a mark of respect for the player. It's the same as Phil Dwyer. You know, if you don't want to name a stand, then have a bar in, in, in the club somewhere. Maybe one of the players' bar called the Phil Dwyer bar or, you know, ex-players' bar or, you know, box, one of the boxes, name the boxes after different players or something. It, 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 all it is, is is keeping it all in-house, right? These are your 100%. people. Right. Yeah, it's the part of the soul, like I you said. Just to jump on that as well, Nave. Mm. Remember the last uh, episode, me and you did say, I said about the Peter Whitnam stand, you said there should be something for Phil Dwyer. Mm. When I went up midweek to watch the uh, Stoke game, mm. look in the, re- in the red seat stand, what I see? Peter Whitnam flag and a Phil Dwyer flag. Say no more. 
They're listening. Do and it's not hard. And it's not hard. And it's no, easy well, to do. I've said to you before they listen to this podcast, but pretend like they don't. That's what they they hate they hate on me, right? They never I never get invited to a game. That's right? no invites. Like that, That's no right? invites. So I only see Cardiff when I'm commentating, right? Because like I, I ain't going somewhere where I feel I, I don't feel I'm wanted or respected, right? By certain people. Not the fans. So the fans and I have got a a a, 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 a relationship that's gone that stretches thirty odd years, right? And it, I love it. It's beautiful. They love it. It's beautiful. The club, man, it's just, you know, uh, it's almost like you get, they get the ump because some of the things I say are they know is true. Mm. So they hate on me for it. And then they go and do it. <laughs> right? Hey, but we know, we know you're listening. Right? Right? Yeah, I'm listening. So... It, it's all good, kid. You know what I mean? It's listen. I've I've played on that. Well, I was an Indian Park turfer, right? I've I've got my stripes. So, if it takes another ten years for them to move on and someone else come in, and hopefully they do show respect, then it's ten years I've got to wait. It's as simple as that. Patient man rides a donkey. What about a Swaz night out at the uh, Player of the Year Awards? We'll just we'll just tell him face. Hand to the face, then you. You, 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 you're, face. You're, more, I mean, you're more than welcome to come. You're, you're more I'm than welcome to come. More but than I, I remember, I think it was. Um, <laughs> remember when? Do you remember when all the players went out that year? They were going for oh promotion. God, and they yeah. went out before the Middlesbrough game. Jones. Win that game, pretty much promoted to the Premier League. Lost yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember going to the. They actually, the club actually, this was before the new owners, they actually rang and asked personally, would I attend? They were in, they were having all the 93 team there because there was such an affiliation with that team and the fans would go there. And I was like, oh, uh, I might be. And they said, oh, whoa, whoa, Nate, uh, uh, no, we, you've you got to come. Otherwise, we're pretty scared that the fans are going to kick off. So I was like, fans kick off. You don't understand, like, they're not happy. And, like, we, we, we thought of the best way to douse them down a bit is to get the 93 team in so they've got someone to... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I swear to God... Hide behind. Uh, some of the boys, man, I swear, I remember walking to the back of the room, going to the toilet, coming back... And I can remember hearing some of the shouts. They were shouting, the players, they were they were shouting themselves like they were. It was it was like a really tense atmosphere because, you know, they, they knew they and they knew they had let let themselves and the fans down. Like you know what I mean? Because those opportunities, they roll around once in a blue moon, man. And you know you got to take okay. advantage, man. That, I mean, that's what you're in there for, right? To get promoted. And I think man. that was. You know, and then that team would have been promoted with Bothroyd, Bellamy, Chopra, mm-hmm. etc. Chopra. And I think that was the season mm-hmm. then that the Jacks won the playoffs. So we'd have gone up automatic. Yeah, yeah, yeah they did. Um, That's you know, right, yeah. Slide, yeah. <laughs> a slide in those moments. I remember, um, I remember being texted by uh, my missus saying, like, I'm out in Mocker Lounge and, like, Jay Bothroyd's in it. He's still, they're still in here. It's like, what? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I mean, it's just it, it, 
it begs belief, really. Do you know what I mean? Like I said, I, I, I think I went out uh, on a Friday night in 19 years of my career. I, well, I know it was once. No, it wasn't even a Friday night. It was a Thursday night. 48 hours before a game, we weren't allowed to go out. And I think I went out on a Thursday night and or two nights before a game. And that was when Maidstone done us 5-1. I think I went out the night, the night, the night before New Year's Eve, or, or something. Oh, it's like. all coming out now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Never again, mate. Never again. Got pumped five nil. It was like the football and gods were like just wagging their fingers at me. Forty-eight hours. You stay your ass in, and and from that day forward, I never, never done it. Because that, that Middlesbrough game was a bank holiday Monday, see? There was the May bank holiday Monday. It shows you how late on in the season it was. So I think it was the Saturday they were out, like you said, like you two months before, see? So, uh... See how it scares people, though? Yeah. See that? Man's got it, like, etched in his yeah. memory bank, right? <laughs> That's the thing, <laughs> the like, time. Yeah. Like, I tell you what I was doing oh, when man. I was. I tell you how I felt. Do you know what I mean? So listen, let's, let's, uh, let's move on. Let's move on to... Uh, the second part of the show. Remember we're at Swaz Pod on the Twitter, the Facebook. Remember to like, love, share, comment, and most importantly, subscribe. So we've got no Mohammed's Mint on Moan this week. So we'll just move on briefly and we're a good hour into it now. The last couple of results, last five games, we've got three wins, a draw and a loss, which is good form, you have to say. You know, what do you think, mate, coming over the horizon? I'll start with you, Brand. The Swansea game. What do you think? Uh, I, uh, I hate it. I hate, I hate the feeling, but I love the feeling. Do you know what I mean? That's why we love football. It's the feeling. I don't know how to describe <laughs> it, but I have the feeling. But honestly, I just... You scared? I just hope... You scared? Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm scared. But what, I just what, hope they just don't do the double. As long as history isn't made. Yeah, as long as history isn't made. I don't think made. history be made. Right? As long as history... Yeah, but you can't be too sure, Nate. If you no. say this... No, I, I could be listen, cry, I could be listen, crying. I, I was I was I was adamant that we'd win two one last night. Take it from me, I'm on good form with the predictions. You're on good form. I'm on good form with the predictions. Oh, so. I, I can I can put my heart on that on that plate. I can rest <laughs> on that. I can I rest well, on so that. You don't trust me. But no, say it. no. Well, say it. take it as you will. Take it as you will. <laughs> but no, no. In all seriousness, um, I think it will be a good game. Just the the levels both teams are on, mm. like us and them, like the level we're both on, and we're on a bit of a you know get going. We're on a better run. We're on a bit of a run and a get going run, and you know, mm. a couple months ago, if it was the same fixture, I'd you know shit myself a bit, but it's not. Mm-hmm. So it's it's now, and uh, and that's what's going to happen. But I'm just looking forward to you know last couple of games was been okay. Like I said, I was at the Stoke game, and although we went one nil down to. Quite decent goal, quite early on. It was nice to see us fight back. And the press as well, which I will say, the press, we've 100%. And you can see the improvement with that every game. You know, we don't. it's not throughout the game and it's not, you know, thorough. But in areas with certain players, you can see them being really successful. But it'd just be interesting to see what will go against Swansea. You know, as we know, Swansea, they do, they do try and play the ball. They try and play it about, try and knock the ball about. You know, not the best at it, but they do their best. And they're looking very shaky at the back at the moment, Swansea. Very shaky in the past past four or five games for them. They might, well, I can give you the number they conceded, but they're looking very shaky. So I'm just looking forward to it. But like I said, I've got that feeling. I've got that feeling. I, th- I think we'll, I think we'll beat them. Um, 
I think they're a they're a funny team, the Swansea, aren't they? You know, they they've got like I think they've got the third highest possession rate across Europe's top top five countries. You know, and it's it's like Barcelona, Man City, Swansea, and it's like yeah, boys, you've got to do something with it though. Um, you know, I know Swansea fans who you know uh, would say similar, and you know Martin Ball isn't all this cracked up to be. I mean, look look where they are in the table, but they do they you know like us really where. They're a bit more mid-table than we are, lower mid-table. But so inevitably to be in that position, every now and again you do pull a result out of the bag. You know, they they be they yeah, they beat Blackburn relatively recently. I don't think Blackburn are any great shakes though, considering where they are on the table. They they won at West Brom. Again, West but West Brom were going through a very, very sticky patch at the time. Yeah, West Brom are not. But um, you know, it's it's still a They got battered. Yeah, still, you know, winning at the Hawthorne. So they you know uh, as Brandon said, that's why we love it. Swansea, of course, have got it in in them to beat us, but I would I, I'd fancy us. I think at the moment, I think it'd be really interesting to see. Uh, I was going to say it'd be interesting to see what the team will be. It will and it won't because it'll probably be his his usual favoured team. Which at the, at the moment, I guess you're looking at, you know, Smithies in goal, Flint, McGuinness, Ng, Bagan, Drama. I mean, I I can't wait to see Drama. Running at them. Oh, you're going to cause drama. Um, yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to that. Um, you know, Tommy Doyle, Ross. He's at. You'll be up for there. You'll uh, be up for Tommy. Will Vokes maybe? Do you think? Um, and and then I imagine he'll go Davis and Hugel. I don't. We're talking about Carlwell. I don't think he'd start Carlwell. Um, I'd love to see Carlwell and Davis going at them though, but you know. Oh. I, I think that, I'd it? also love to see Ooch against the Jack because I think he would just he just <laughs> I mean they're going to oh, be man. listen if he, when he's I on the him. bench as long as he's named in the the, 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 the the squad listen you've got problems that's all I would say if you're centre back boy you've got problems because I met with my old boy he's a massive Cardiff fan in Abergavenny Mal Mal Ewers, he's a great guy, right? And uh, he and I sit and have coffee. He's been watching City all his life, right? He's in his 70s. Great guy. And he was saying, like, like power on the boy. And I'm like, I said, you know what I love about him? He's got a certain quality that he plays to. He doesn't try and be anything else, right? He's got power and a bit of pace, strength, and he utilises it to the best of its ability. He is just a nightmare. So, listen, what I would say is our physicality and now our speed of play, I think, will be too much for, for Swansea. They are going to have to be at their best, I think, to beat us. And that's not just possession-wise. I think that is also finishing-wise and everything. I think they need, they'll need. they have to be the complete package, I think, to turn us over. I just think we're, we're, we're a better team at this moment in time. I wouldn't have said that three months ago, but I think we're a better team than they are and got more options, attacking options than they so have. So what's what's Blakey's what what bet we hopping on them, Blakes, if you if you got two one last night? I do my job to do my club alang thing. <laughs> Prediction for the fight? Pain. <laughs> you should never came back, my boy. <laughs> oh. I gotta go. I go. I'm gonna go two 0 City. 
Goal scorers? Goal scorers. I'm going to go Doyle and Hugo. Same same as the Stoke game. I'll tell you what, I thought um, Mark Harris, he missed missed a good chance against Stoke, didn't he, when he went through and just blazed it. But great, Mm. great work (laughs) to chase down that lost cause to, um, to set up. You know, obviously he slipped in Bacon, who slipped in Doyle. Lovely finish by mm. Doyle, but you know, I thought Mark Harris. Great Mark goal, Harris great team goal. Oh, was, mm. it, well, yeah. it's, it's again, those are the type of goals we haven't seen from Cardiff for an awful long time. And that's 100%. speed of play, one touch, two touch. How many times have we been saying that over the last three years, Dan? One touch, two touch, need to get back to one touch, two touch, moving up ball quickly. So uh, I think that was an example of what we've been speaking about for many a year. So it was nice to see. It was nice to see, mate. It was nice and it was nice for um, but, nice um, for Hugo to get a goal as well, which he took really well, didn't he? Mm. Good finish. Yeah, yeah, great Very finish. Good finish. It was good pressing originally by was it him and Drama? Yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Hey, look, here's a, here's here's a question linked to a bit of stuff that we've just been talking about. Who is this from? Richard Lewis. Richard Lewis. Louis. 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 Okay, so. I don't know if you saw these comments. Uh, Hugo was asked about, you know, there's been lots of stuff online, you know, interviews with Hugo saying he's loving it here, etc. And he was asked about next season. Uh, and he said, you know, well, I'm a Norwich player, so I'd, I'll be going back there, see, seeing what they've got to offer. Um, so if it is a no-go for him next season, you know, if Norwich come down and, and they're interested in, you know, him being part of their squad... Who do you think would be a, a good replacement for him up front, or who would you like us to sign? And would Oof. would you take on? Would Oof. you take on Ooch? I think um, I, I thought the last two games, I th- I thought he was not a very good footballer initially, Ooch. And you know he's he's not he's clearly not at the level of some of the players we've got coming through now. Um, but I thought I thought the last two games, Preston and Stoke, um, yeah, he, he had he had even a bit more about him in, in a Better. footballing sense as, as well. So. Um, mm. I think you've, for you know, I think Middlesbrough paid seven hundred and fifty grand for him, didn't they? And um, what has he scored three goals for us? But but like match, he's got match-winning goals, hasn't he? I think you can play him if you've got someone who's going to get you that twenty yeah. goals, right? And I think like he ends up with fifteen to seventeen goals, and your your main striker ends up with, you know, twenty plus. You know, you've got, you've got to, out of your front line, you've got to be, from the front line alone, you've got to be looking to get between 50 and 60 goals from your front line. And then you've got your centre-halves. You know, if you've got three of them, you've got to be looking to get, you know, 10 to 15 goals from them. And then your midfielders, the same, you know, you want midfielders, seven, eight, nine. A good season is 10, 12. So you're looking up to the 80, 90 goal mag. I think if you're up and around there, you're always going to be in a top three or four. Always. If you're scoring 80, 90 goals in a season, you, you, you should, you know, unless you're losing 5-4 every bleeding week, um, you should be up in the, the top echelons of the league. So as for a player, I'd like to go out and sign. Oh, man. I don't know. Let me let me come back to you on here's that. A, we'll, have, we'll have a look. Here's a name. I'm going for Ucho. Yeah, I would, I would, def- I would definitely... Brand said he would he would definitely sign up Ooch. Oh yeah, I would sign him definitely. I I would sign him. Yeah, I would sign him. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. You need more competition. Agreed on that. that. You need the, more the player I'd like to see us 
inquire about. Maybe, maybe we already have. If we seem to be, if we've got a relationship with Man City after the Doyle thing, is um, Liam Delap, the um, young striker. Oh, he is. I think he's uh, he's Rory Delap's son, isn't he? Um, was he nineteen? Maybe he's. Pretty, I think he's he's played a few cup games for Man City and, and scored. Uh, quite a big lad as well. I, I think if we could get him on a, a season-long loan, that that could be that could that he's could good. be exciting. Left footed, yeah. isn't he? Mm. Yeah, he's a good player. He is. Again, again, no. I I would say um, you might be too good. No, no, no. You you you. No, I'm not saying it, it's it's not going to happen. But you do need those experienced players, right? You do. You're trying to win a league. You know what I mean? Not finish second, not finish third in the playoffs. You're trying to win a league, ultimately. And it is about a blend of experience and, you know, uh, and youth, basically. Um, so, yeah, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't vote against that sort of signing, especially if you've got a, a Pezu or a Hugo already as well. And I would even go and get another second and third or third and fourth striker, um, you know, because I think you, we've all seen throughout the championship season to play 40-odd games in a championship season is rare, right? It's rare. You know, I, I guess... It's a long slog. And and the way football's going now, Dan, if you've got... if you st- I always say, if you start the season well, and you, you, you know, first 10, 12 games, you're in the top two or three, four, and you're playing well, consistent... You can then start to bring players out, arrest players, and slot other players in who just fit in and do the job as the person was before. You know, like you see with the likes of Liverpool and Man City, and you know that's ultimately what you're chasing. Uh, to to use like Man United. So if my kids listen, you'd be happy with this. To use Man United, I think what they're doing is swapping the team around all the time. Isn't any good because they haven't. They haven't. They're not doing that built upon a consistency. You need to get the consistency first of the starting eleven, and then when you start winning games and the confidence is high, then you can afford to cut the changes here and a couple of changes there, and the team should continue to perform at that level you expect. So, I think uh, you know that's something that. If 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 at Cardiff you 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 really got to be looking to utilize the squad as much as Premier League teams do, and they only play thirty eight games plus cup games. We play forty six plus cup games, and they're rotating for fun. You know, so it doesn't matter if you're Brentford or you know if you're if you're Man City, they're all rotating. You know, very rarely do they. Do they just stick to an eleven for like five, six games? You know, it's uh, if they're in consistency. What happens is, well, you get that consistency over five, six, seven, eight games, and then you're able to change, right? But once you, once you've got that consistency, you rarely see a team playing the same eleven week in, week out, week in, week out. You know, because you, you know, if I can rest Brandon for three games, put him on the bench, uh, and then. Bring him back, and the next four, five, six games, he's going to be a lot fresher. You know, it might take him a, a game or two to get up to full speed, but he's gonna. I'm gonna get a lot more out of him playing at the top of his game consistently, rather than he fluctuate down. He runs out of legs come November, December. That's always so regular in the championship. Teams fade, 
around November, December. Well, imagine if I've got three or four players who are on top of the the, the squad that I've already got that I can I can change and rely, I can rely upon if I'm a manager. You know, so I've got 18, 19, 20 players and it's a headache or it's a selection for the opposition, you know, what players play. I think if you can get to that, that is the way forward these days. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens this summer. It really is. Um, I think for Cardiff... Yeah, I think for Cardiff, it's a huge summer. So when's that sorted? (laughs) I'm Ramsey, I'm Ramsey. I think we do need to address the goalkeeping situation. I think that's a huge situation that needs addressing, though. I really do. I think, you know, you, you rarely see a, a, a team win a championship or a Premier League or a league or a cup without a top-quality goalkeeper. You know, they're worth their weight in gold, Absolutely. Yeah, it'd be in- interesting to see, uh, you know, we, we spoke about it last time, didn't we, Smithies or Phillips, so uh, I think we covered that. And, you know, there's talk of drama, maybe you know, being available for loan again next season, like, wow, would snap their hands off. Um, yeah, absolutely. Big summer ahead. Okay, so we're, we're coming towards the end. You got anything else for us, Dan, from uh, those... Uh, you know, inevitably... Blue, blue, blue... Inevitably... Sword. People, it, it's, uh, you know, we said this, didn't we? Everyone's just buzzed about last night, the, the Wales game, we talked about the Wales game. We're, we're still, uh, you know, we're, we're getting out there early now before the Swansea game. So we, we've, we, 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 this should be dropping on Saturday for you, Saturday the 26th, which is at a full week to listen to it before before the Swansea game. So um, I, I think, Nath, what, what what's your team talk? You're Steve Morrison. We've got a lot, lot of local boys now in, in the team. My team talk. Team talk before the Swansea game. What are you saying? I would, I would put, I would put up a big poster of the fact that no one has done the double in this derby in how many hundred odd years, and they are on the brink of it. What are you gonna do? That's what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? I like that. I just start singing. Men <laughs> <laughs> I just throw <laughs> 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 the spot. They don't react to that then. Sorry. <laughs> 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 like what are you going to do? Uh, that's the question. What are you going to do? You know, you're going to let that happen on your watch? Do you want to go... And you will be remembered yeah. in history. Do you want to go down in Cardiff City history, boys? Forever. Yes, boss. Yeah, just like... Just, just like... Just like... <laughs> just like... Uh, just like Bothroyd in there, man. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. For the wrong reasons. Yeah, yeah. Right? Etched into your memory, bro. Yeah, My missus is ringing me from town going, oh, gee, Bothroyd's in the club. <laughs> right? <laughs> we'll have to try and get him on to see what he said about that whole situation because I love the insight on that. You know what I mean? I've never really known from the inside why that decision was taken. So maybe if we, we get him on. We already went out for one. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's the problem, right? Back in the day, one cup to two, and two went ten, and ten because well, it would be all right tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, right. Of course you will. Of course you will. So listen, remember at Swans Pod on Twitter, on Facebook. Remember to like, love, share, comment, and most importantly, subscribe. We're going to wrap up with our top five. You like that? You like that, Philip? Yeah, subscribe, top five, you like that? Yeah. Top five, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. We're play, we're play. So I got a, I got a bit of a mix up this 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 week. I know Dan 
has not really top five in it of late. He's just he's, well. I wouldn't expect <laughs> you have, given up I wouldn't expect you have a top five after last <laughs> night, have, right? To be honest I'm, with you, that's a big ask. I tell you what, I'm gonna I'm gonna do some. Yeah. Okay. So I'll have. I'll I'll, I'll do. Some, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do some of songs songs we sang around France in the Euros about Wales players. So uh, the first one's a Jack. So forgive okay. me for that. But um, I love rock and roll. So that that one was. I love Neil Taylor. Even scored a goal in the Euros, baby. I love rock and roll. We'll have that. Okay, I said you were. I got, I got we'll have, uh, No, this was just me and my mates being silly. Um, we also oh. had uh, <laughs> Oh My God by the Kaiser Chiefs. Oh my God, I can't believe it. I just saw Sam Vogue score a goal. <laughs> that, okay. That went. Um, no. Is that the header? That was the header. Header, yeah. header, header. And we were... We were sp- okay. I was with Vogue last night. Great lad, by the way. And church. He's oh, nice. church. Yeah. So, um, yeah. and my last one, and we were we were proper stretching it here, to the tune of "Simply the Best." If you're wondering what I'm singing, "Simply James Chester," <laughs> better than Alessandro <laughs> Nesta. <laughs> uh, we're simply the chest. <laughs> so yeah, there you go. There's okay, B, what's what's your daddy's oh, got going on? Go what's on, Ampadu got for us? Who? Zoops. Oh, don't call me this now. I didn't even get the reference. <laughs> I didn't understand it. All right, my first one is Backseat by Roddy Rich. Yeah. Every Day by ASAP Rocky. Okay, I think I've heard of him. You know ASAP Rocky. Knock That Hustle by Cos and J. Cole featuring. Cos of what? We got... Just Cos. Cos <laughs> of nothing. Because he, he wanted to. Because I wanted to. Because yeah. he wanted to. And then we got Warrior Charge by Aswad. Well, Aswad, quality. You know, you know Aswad? Yeah, of course I'm <laughs> Aswad, I don't, I don't well, assume. You I ever don't see assume. the film Babylon? Yeah, man, that's yeah, where it's from. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, from, yeah, yeah, of course. All right, go on, kid. Anyway. Long time you watch him and tell you about them things there. Yeah? <laughs> Obviously, of course. And then the next one is Swimming Pools by Kendrick Lamar. Oh, you um, catch a little Kendrick now, eh? You know that ones, you know that ones. <laughs> and then my last one is Cold World by J. Cole. And okay. Five. That felt like about 15 That's pretty songs. decent. Yeah, he, he was riffing off yeah. of one knee, he's riffing off him. That was uh, five, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, easy, time, easy, easy, easy. Sorry, sorry. It's only because yeah, he hasn't got songs. He can't, he can't play, he can't have a go at my top five. Just giving you chance, he, man. He was just singing about James Chester. <laughs> <laughs> you can't give me this first that. <laughs> Okay, okay. We got Basie Gray, do something, number one. We got Drake, hold on, we're going home, number two. Yeah, tune. Usher, follow me. And it's a special edition on Confessions. Uh, you remember this, Dan? A bit of Shalaman. Mm. There it is. There it is. There it is. Okay, we'll, we'll be there. And the last one, Maroon 5, she will be loved. She will. So, it's a nice... <laughs> love that tune, love that tune. that tune. So listen, this is a, a long ass podcast, but it's just gone so well, and there's a lot again. to talk about. It's done it right? again. Yeah, we've done it again. You know, it's, it's remember at Swaz Pod on the Twitter, the Facebook, like, love, share, comment, and subscribe. Get your questions in, man, because you know I want to, I want to. I want a reaction to the derby. That's what this is want. all. This is all free as well. Think of the money Brandon could have earned in that hour and a half. He's been helping his uncle in the garden today. He's 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 right. messed up. Right. Wrong. 
Big Dill Naffrey have charged you know. I give, I give you four p an hour at mine if you want brand four p an hour. The better one getting you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, people. Well, that's it. That's a wrap. I'm glad you're still on our high from the uh, the Welsh game last night, and uh, I hope you're looking forward to the derby. Have a good one. Take care. Bluebirds. This has been a Jams and Mr. B production.